This is KCLR's Bottom Line with John Purcell. Brought to you with thanks to O'Neill Foley Accountants, the Southeast's largest independent accountancy practice. www.onf.ie Hello, good morning and welcome to The Bottom Line, the programme for and about business on KCLR, brought to you in association with O'Neill Foley Accountants. I'm John Purcell, with you this morning until approximately 9.30. Later in the show, I'll be introducing a new feature on The Bottom Line, and I even have a co-host. So stay tuned, you won't want to miss it, and all will be revealed in just a few minutes. Now, Valentine's Day is just around the corner, and we'll be talking to two award-winning businesses where romance is very much part and parcel of their business model. First, we're starting with weddings and whether you decide to get married on top of Mount Leinster, on a white sandy beach with the palm trees gently swaying in the breeze or go all out traditional, it takes a lot of time to plan. And my next guest is Carlo Woman, Tara Fitzgerald of Planned by Tara, who was recently, wait for this, crowned Wedding Planner of the Year 2020 at the 4th Irish Wedding Awards. Hello, good morning and welcome Tara. That's so accolade and you're a fairly recently established business. Tell us about uh, Planned by Tara. Good morning, John. Thanks for having me on the show. So, um, Planned by Tara, um, as you mentioned, I am based in Carlo, um, but I'm working on planning destination weddings for couples getting married in Malta. So when I set up the business first, my main focus was to offer the service to Irish couples. Um, quickly expanded that I was offering these services to people throughout the world. I have customers in the US, Australia and all over the UK. So really, I suppose it's offering um, a really bespoke package to all of these customers um, throughout the world and to create a really, really beautiful wedding day in Malta. Yeah, and uh, weddings are big business these days. People invest uh, huge amounts of money in it, so it's very important that uh, the money is well spent. You never, you don't get a second chance to get married to the same person generally. Absolutely, I think, and it's so important. And couples are definitely spending more and more, but I think it's really important to be spending on the right things. It's very easy to get caught up in in the planning and looking at what your family and friends have done at their weddings, trying to find, spending more money, trying to make it a little bit different. I don't myself like waste in the process, so I try to keep the couple focused and make sure that they're spending the money on the necessary items and getting great quality for their spend. Now, one of the things I was reading up a bit about your business, um, your background, you were a quality specialist in the pharma industry, an unusual one in the wedding um, planning industry. Tell us about what you've brought from that, your background in pharma to planning weddings. Yeah, quite different, but a lot of transferable skills. I guess my, my degree is in chemistry and I work for 10 to 12 years in the, the pharma medical device industry. So with that industry requires you to have a lot of attention to detail. It means you're working with big projects, working with a lot of suppliers. Um, so really, I use all of those skills every day while planning all of my weddings now. The process for me is very similar. The output is just different. So it's not drugs and, and medical devices. The output now is having a really, really beautiful day. But the requirements to have a f- perfect end product in both industries is similar. Yeah. Now, um, 
back in the day, wedding planning was seen, I think, correct me if you think I'm wrong, but it was seen as a kind of a luxury item and a niche uh, a niche thing. You wouldn't hear very much, but it has become more more of a, a commonplace service. Tell us a bit about the nuts and bolts of what you actually do with people and why it's worth investing in, in a wedding planner. Yeah, I definitely, you're, you're right. It was There's definitely a perception that it's a, it's a luxury item. Um, when couples are going abroad, it's it's almost a no-brainer. It's they if it's in the budget, they will definitely invest in having a planner because um, my couples will work with me because they know I have a great knowledge of the suppliers out there, Malta and the entire industry. So they know that I'm going to be offering them the the best suppliers that are available. Couples now are they're working longer, and um, they're busier. They're, they're very time poor and on average the statistics would say that the average wedding planner would spend 250 to 300 hours planning each wedding so that's that's a lot of time when you know the industry quite well if you were to apply that to an average couple a normal couple that is not familiar with the wedding industry that timeline is going to be a lot larger so really it's it's a from a practicality perspective i think couples nowadays need a wedding planner mm. so it's it's not a luxury item it really is a necessity yeah that that's a huge amount of time yeah it yeah. really is tell us um typically ideally from your point of view valentine's day is coming up people listening may be thinking of popping the question of but course. what's the good critical path up to a wedding like how long ideally should people put into planning a wedding i mean i think realistically we can do a lot in 12 months. But saying that, I worked on two weddings last year with 12 weeks notice and I work with some couples 24 months in advance and I guess the requirements will differ couple to couple. Some are saving, so they you know they, they need the 24 months, but some people just have a vision and they know what they want. So they'll say, why wait around? Hence the 12-week turnaround time. But on average, I think 12 months is, it's enough time to allow you to be able to, to make decisions, informed decisions, but it's not dragging out forever either because it's important you want you you want the end product yeah absolutely <laughs> if, if you call it yeah that's it that's a good way of putting it um uh you have a degree in chemistry i yes. have to admit that um my head was going into overtime thinking of puns about the chemicals and the chemistry <laughs> of weddings but we'll spare our listeners that um you you got the overall wedding planner of the year award for 2020 tell us about how that came about and why you think you were chosen yeah, I, wa- I was thrilled. I was thrilled, first of all, with the nomination. But I mean, on the night, I was I was blown away with the win. And I suppose I've had a little bit of time to reflect on the win now. And I guess really it's, I think in order to do your job well, you don't need to be in business for 10 years. Um, I've, I launched in 2018. So in two years, I've achieved a huge amount. And really, I suppose my submission went up against a judging panel. So um, past clients, their, their, their family and friends would have, nominated me for it but essentially it's a, it's a judging panel that makes a decision and they would have looked at my, my business strategy my my plans for growth um, supplier testimonials client testimonials my portfolio and they would looked have looked at the bigger picture so it's great having um, eyes on the business and getting that validation that you, you know you are actually doing a really good job and I think it's really my focus on quality and that background again it keeps coming back in it's that f- focus on quality and um, I'm hoping is is 
is what got the big win from the other night. And you mentioned validation. It must be a big boost uh, for the business because presumably it's a big leap of faith for someone to put their trust in someone else to organise the biggest day of their lives. 100%. uh, 100%. I mean, you have one chance. Your your wedding day, you hope only ever happens once and you really have to invest a lot of time and passion into into each wedding. So, yeah, to, to... to get that validation, to get that win on the night really does give me the reassurance that I'm doing a good job. Yeah, yeah. you focused entirely on the, on, on Irish people and people from other countries going yeah, to Malta yeah. at the moment. What are your next plans? Are you going to expand in Malta and offer even more services? Any plans to go into the Irish market and organise weddings here? 100%. Um, I guess in the Malta market, I definitely want to be seen as a leader there um, but really where I want to offer my expertise now is in the Irish market um, I think in Ireland we're still I think Irish people still associate the wedding planner as being that luxury item but with, with people working longer days um, juggling family juggling friends juggling everything in, in life um, there's definitely a market for, for Irish couples to have a wedding planner so, you know, I'm based locally and I just want to offer that exact same service to Irish couples getting married in, in, in Ireland. So with love in the air and no doubt some questions been popped over the next uh, week or so as we run into Valentine's Day. If people want to find out uh, about Planned by Tara, how do they contact you, Tara? So the best way is by, by email at tara at plannedbytara.ie. If you'd like to have a look at my portfolio and some of my work, you can find me on social media, Facebook, Instagram and Pinterest at plannedbytara. And then my website is plannedbytara.ie. Tara, thanks a million. That was Tara Fitzgerald of Planned by Tara, a locally based business recently awarded the Wedding Planner of the Year 2020 at the 4th Irish Wedding Awards. The Bottom Line on KCLR with John Purcell. Brought to you with thanks to O'Neill Foley Accountants. Now offering a complete life and pensions advisory service to business. www.omf.ie Now, Carlo and Kilkenny must have an eye for what makes a great wedding as my next guest was also a winner at the 4th Irish Wedding Awards held recently and scooped the jeweller of the year for the second year running Rita Shanahan of Laurie Matt Jewellers in Patrick Street in Kilkenny joins me in studio Rita congratulations what do you think is the secret of your success two years in a row Hi John Uh, thanks very much for having me Absolutely delighted. Uh, We are so grateful to the customers who nominated us and just could not believe we won it for a second year in a row. Uh, It means a huge amount to us. I mean, I think it means a lot to the team working with me, May, Maxine and Sarah. They do all the hard graft. um, So so recognition must be given to them. Uh, We're just really, really grateful. And when you're self-employed and in business, it can feel a little isolating uh, a lot of the time and it can be a struggle most of the time. Uh, so it gives such a boost of confidence to us all um, to receive this award. So we're delighted. Yeah. And in operation, Laurie Matt, uh, since 1993, and you do jewellery for all sorts of occasions, but weddings are really a crucial part. Tell us about the different um Promise ring was a new one on me, but there's engagement rings, wedding rings, all that. But that's just the ring department. Also jewellery. Yeah, so just going back to the promise ring there, I suppose we would be busy at this time of year. There would be a lot of engagements that would have happened over the Christmas period. So everybody is different. Every couple is different. Some people would have a ring purchased already. 
other guys mightn't be brave enough to buy the actual engagement ring so they would pick up a promise ring um, and then we would find we'd have couples coming into us in January and February who had gotten engaged at Christmas and are now looking for their engagement ring so we would offer the service of either showing our collection of rings or doing a complete design bespoke service for them to get the ring that they really want and I'm sure uh, it's a, it's a huge um leap for someone to say that's the one for the person first but then for the rings uh, customer service must be critical yeah it is and I suppose it's the element of the job that I love the most is customer service um, I, I suppose we, we pride ourselves on that and as I said earlier, every customer is so different and that really rings true when it comes to engagements because you're not just talking about a ring that you put on your finger. You're talking about so much more than that and there's so many elements to be taken into account. And, you know, wedding rings is a bit more straightforward and logical and there's a process to it. But engagement rings, it's such an individual service and an individual process and a lot of the times couples are overwhelmed by not just getting the ring but by the whole next step forward in their lives and it's so lovely to be part of that and part of our job is to draw out the person's personality to draw out their style to put the whole experience into into this really important piece of jewellery for them and you were telling me before we came on air that as part of the design package you can do you, you offer a CAD service computer assisted design so people can nearly see it in 3D. Yeah, and we're finding this is becoming more and more popular and we're using it an awful lot more in our service. Uh, we provide a complete CAD service so the customer will get a drawing of the ring exactly how it's made. The, the cast is actually made from that CAD drawing. Uh, so it offers a great insight into the design before the customer can go ahead or, you know, uh, if they want to make changes to it, we can do that as well. Yeah, so um, weddings are hugely important business for for Kilkenny uh, and indeed for Carlo uh, and with our many beautiful locations people travelling uh, from around the country for the day itself but do you find that's mirrored in people coming from far and wide to buy rings and other uh, jewellery you know is your business kind of nationwide yeah definitely I suppose our website has allowed that to happen for us um, a lot of our customers would travel from outside of Kilkenny we would get people coming from the surrounding counties and then also from Dublin Cork Limerick um, so so it's nice to be able to offer them the private appointment setting for them to sit down have a cup of tea or coffee and go through um, the consultation I'd also like to point out of all the other amazing jewellers in Kilkenny and we have all come together over the last number of years um, to promote Kilkenny as a destination to get engaged because not alone do we have beautiful sites such as Kilkenny Castle, the top of Canis's Tower. Uh, we have such a diverse offering um, of amazing goldsmiths, the likes of Rudolf Helsel, master goldsmith, um, and, and loads of other great shops and all run by family businesses and um, the, the owner is generally there to serve the customer so I think we have a great um, hook for Kilkenny for that purpose. That's an interesting initiative where people who who some people may say you're in competition with each other but actually come together to promote How is that something you found worked well? Yeah like it's a work in progress I'll be honest with you John um, you know but 
of course there's competition between between any business that's doing the same thing we are all in competition but as we have said before um, the big thing is to get the people to Kilkenny we can fight over them once they come to Kilkenny but the, the big thing is to promote Kilkenny uh, our main competition as a collective group our main competition would actually be the likes of New York it would be Dubai it would be Antwerp um, and we want to promote the fact that we are local businesses that can provide an excellent after sale service, which is really important in a piece of jewellery that you're going to have for the rest of your life that will need to be maintained and serviced. And um, so I think it's an important message that as a collective group, we, we push out. Diamonds are forever, as they say, but you were telling me about uh, remodelling jewellery, which is an increasingly significant part of the business. You can add diamonds, repurpose them and so on. Tell us about that and how's that aspect going? Yes, so so I'd say diamonds are forever and the beauty of that is they can all be worked upon and the same with precious metals. So, yeah, we've noticed that a lot of our business um, would come from people remodelling their existing jewellery. So it might be a case that they've inherited a ring from a grandmother or an aunt or their engagement ring they'd like to modernise or bring up to date or add a few more stones into it. So again, going back to the CAD drawings, we would look at the piece in question, give some ideas, see what the customer is looking for in terms of design and between all of that, pull together a really good CAD image that the customer can then see before we decide to make the ring um, and make any changes where needed. And finally, um, buying a ring, particularly for somebody else, is a, is a very difficult thing and people can be a bit shy about saying I want to buy a ring. Any advice as we're heading into Valentine's Day within the next week or so? Any advice to people? Yeah, well, I suppose we'd, we'd get a lot of guys coming into us and there's always the, the intimidation. It, I, I always admire fellas coming in because I, I do understand that it's not an everyday occurrence for this for guys to, to walk into a jewellery shop. Um, and I would always say to them, look, rest assured, the girl is never going to be stuck with something she doesn't like. We would always exchange or redesign or do whatever needs to be done uh, for that person to be happy um, in terms of picking up ideas bringing in photographs of existing jewellery is always a great tip actually because it'll really allow us to get an idea of what the, the person is like um, you know photographs of the person um, is always a good idea and and uh, looking at their Pinterest boards or Facebook posts or Instagram likes uh, we can gather not to sound like a stalker but we can gather <laughs> information like that <laughs> You don't sound like a stalker at all. Thanks very much for coming into studio Rita. That was Rita Shanahan of Laurie Matt Jewellers who have won the uh, Jeweller of the Year for the second year running if you don't mind at the 4th Irish Wedding Awards held recently The Bottom Line on KCLR with John Purcell Brought to you with thanks to O'Neill Foley Accountants now offering a complete life and pensions advisory service to business www.omf.ie You're listening to The Bottom Line on KCLR. Our next feature is a new one. It's called Talking Shop and it's grown out of a conversation that I had a number of months ago when I interviewed Nikki Hine of My Shining Armour and Nikki also does the Hero Podcast and we were talking and we thought it would be a good idea if together we got a bunch of people into the studio and we discussed uh, issues that are of interest, relevance and cut to the heart I suppose of running a business, starting a business and the general stuff about being an entrepreneur. So here we are uh, today, and Nikki Hoyne, you're very welcome. 
Hello. Tell us about who we've got in studio Delighted with us. Delighted to be here. Um, so, as well as myself, owner of My Shining Armour and uh, host of the Hero Podcast. Check it out on Apple. And how's that podcast going, Nikki? Great. Fantastic. I kind of, I do it as kind of a fun it's like my fun chat. So I and it's stories of insight and inspiration. I kind of just let it flow and have chats. Um, and I've done thirty plus episodes, nearly two years at it now, and it's really good fun. Yeah, and it's I, always good chatting to people in business, isn't it? It's yeah, an interest. you get nuggets, like you know, little nuggets, things that's like spark an idea for you. Yeah, so it's great. Yeah. So today we have, I'm very excited to have on Emma Hogan Air of Airbrush in Kilkenny, who, former teacher, then um, she started um, working as a makeup artist and she's kind of pivoted and pivoted to now have a uh, skin clinic in Kilkenny, yeah. kind of a centre of excellence, I would say. Thank you. Um, and Joe Brown of the lifestyle brand, um, Joe Brown, who's she's just brilliant, like amazing. So, like inspiring her story and her, she's so down to earth and. Joe, and tell us, you were talking a a bit about your business expansion in South Korea, of all places. Just tell us about that from Carlo to South Korea. Yeah, absolutely. So my business is only three and a half years old. Uh, So we opened our market into South Korea. Well, it took two years of paperwork to launch into South Korea, but we're now on Wazi at the moment. So that's um, the biggest platform in South Korea for beauty products. And we're now the number one seller on this platform. Um, So it's going to be amazing. Yeah, absolutely amazing. So we're actually hoping to open up the old uh, brawn building in, in Carlo. No. <laughs> Fantastic. Joe, no kidding. It's <laughs> like, what? I wouldn't put it past you, Joe been. Brown. Yeah, like, well, I've often passed the building and said, yeah, wouldn't that be ideal? Yeah, look at it. South Korea show, takes off. Like, um, it'll just be absolutely amazing. It'd be amazing for expansion, for employment. Um, just amazing for everything, really. Yeah. Amazing for Hackerstown. And Emma, mm. tell us, uh, you, you've had a long and winding road. You, you, you were a, prof- a, a classically trained singer, yeah. but now yeah. you're in, the, in yeah. the beauty business. Tell us briefly about Airbrushed and how um, it's gone for you. Yeah, so Airbrushed is open now just about seven years. Um, and as Nikki was saying, I started off as a school teacher and uh, pretty, pretty quickly became quite disillusioned with that and just kind of felt like I suppose my growth as a maybe as a person was really stifled and um, I loved teaching and um, I, I, I left. I didn't tell anyone I was leaving. I didn't even tell my husband. I just left and handed in my notice and um, I had been asked to do, I was always interested in beauty and I was asked to do makeup for a a friend in Dublin who had a photography studio and I ended up then going ahead and doing a makeup course and opened airbrushed after doing a stint in Brown Thomas and opened up and I suppose have have evolved over the last seven years to growing uh, by 333% in, in our last year. So business is 
absolutely booming. Um, it's very difficult, but it's booming. <laughs> Nikki, I suppose we touched off uh, hearing from uh, Joe and Emma there about mm-hmm. the motivations and stuff. And that's what we're going to kind of talk about um, in this, our first episode of uh, Talking Shop. You know, what, what's your perspective on it? You know, the whole why, that's what we want to explore yeah. first, isn't it? Why go into business? Why start your own business? For me personally, I came to the point where the job I wanted didn't exist. And I stole that. I didn't. But I think that kind of, I think, makes a sense for a lot of people. Like, I wanted to do a bit of everything. I, for me personally, genetically, I'm an entrepreneur. Um, it's something kind of in my family. So it was always kind of expected and always something I would do. But I just came to the point where I was having a great time, like having someone else take all the stress but I just came to the point where I was like no I want to do a bit of everything I want to have my own business but there's so many different reasons why and I think now nowadays you can you know you can the world is your oyster with technology and you can do whatever you want look Mm -hmm. at Joe in South Korea (laughs) three years later um but I, you know, personally for me, but I think there's lots of things, you know, there's flexibility, mm. there's progression. Mm. I think aspirationally, I think nowadays you can see someone else doing something you would love to do and they look like you, they sound like you, they come from the same place as you, they have the same lifestyle as you. Why not? You know, Yeah, I think there is like, like I suppose, as you're saying, there is lots mm. of different reasons. Like, I suppose, like, I'm a mom, I have three three young boys, and yes, I'd, I'd like to think being self-employed gives me flexibility, but, like, I work probably harder. As <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, I'm kind of lucky that I am a workaholic. Like, I would easily and mm. happily work 70 hours a week. Um, I I kind of, I see myself as having two roles, even though, like, I know I'm a wife as well. I'm pretty crap at every other role, apart from being an owner, employer and being a mum. I'd like to think I'm a fairly mm. decent mum anyway. But um, like, I, I think maybe looking in mm-hmm. that being self-employed brings certain things. Yeah. But like, I, I think initially you might think of oh, flexible, but... I don't know. I yeah, if you want an easy life, life, you do a nine to five. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, I did a nine to five. <laughs> yeah. So that was me. I worked as a civil servant in Dublin. Um, I lived at home. I had to commute every day and that oh. N81, it soul was destroying. so soul destroying <laughs> every day and the lorries up and down and I just had to change. So that's when I trained as a reflexologist and holistic therapist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that was really good as well, but I wanted more. Um, and I suppose when I launched Joe Brown, that was the more I wanted. Yeah, um, yeah I find definitely working for yourself is a lot easier than nine to five. Um, I think you can. I think you can work your own hours. Yeah. You're definitely working more hours, but you can choose your hours. I have three kids as well, so I'm mm-hmm. there to pick them up from school, yeah. give them their dinner, and then when they go to bed, I continue working again. Definitely more hours, as Emma was saying, but. Um, but you set it up for yeah. yourself. Yeah. You Absolutely. have it set and up it's at more home, challenging right? Yeah. Because I found when I was working at other sh- jobs, I would see things that needed to be changed. Mm. And I, when I challenged those people, um, it wasn't, it, they didn't want it. I suppose, yeah, I just like yeah. working But doesn't for that come back to being like, I suppose, having that motivation that 
when you are in a nine to five, like that, you know, that you're saying it's challenging. Mm. Like, like I suppose for me, it got to the point where if when I was teaching, like there was a great challenge in the teaching, but maybe within the, the staff room that I felt a little bit mm. kind of like I was the youngest member of staff, I did feel like my growth as a person wasn't yeah. really nurtured. Yeah. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Absolutely. Well, and I believe you should do what makes you happy and yeah. you should be passionate about what you do. And I think it's very obvious that the three of us are very passionate about what we do. And when you're passionate about something, yeah. you don't mind 2am on a Saturday night. No. Nope. Yeah. yeah. But is <laughs> there ever know. a time when, you know, yourself, Emma, you... you did it quite dramatically it sounds like yeah. you know you just quit have, have yeah. there ever been times when you've been hit by regret or never never and I'm, I'm so grateful for that um, no I really I have to say like as I said I loved teaching but there was I suppose um, there was times where it was extremely overwhelming um, I didn't feel like I had great support mm. um, and I felt maybe as a person that I was kind of changing and becoming quite negative and bitter and all of those sorts of things that I didn't want to be at like 22 mm. 23 years of age and uh, no I've never ever looked back and thought oh god I shouldn't have done that like my friends at the time were like all teachers they were like you're crazy mm. you gave up your job I didn't tell anybody like my husband came home and was like why aren't you in work and I was like <laughs> um, I remember sitting at the kitchen table and I was like I've actually handed in my notice and he was like well, what are you going to do then like what's what's yeah. the plan and I was like I'm going to do a makeup course <laughs> <laughs> and had you started to do makeup like I were you had, so you're like right I, I can actually go out here now and I can yeah. make some now you I was know, doing an art can portfolio contribute. like I didn't just come yeah. into this like without any you know like mm. I, I was doing an art portfolio privately and I had kind of romantic notions of like going off to NCAD and doing some you know fabulous course with my you know two children in tow it wasn't going to happen um, but I I suppose I absolutely fell in love with that world like I I was literally I was doing an editorial shoot before I even had a course done do you know that sort of way and I was like oh god I'm such a fraud I need Mm. to get on a course and then into Brent Thomas and did the commute like you and um yeah, but I never regretted it. And Joe, did you have a dramatic uh, moment where you went in to wherever you were in, in Dublin and just kind of slammed your re- resignation letter and said, yeah, I'm absolutely. starting sure. a perfume? I mean, I was in the civil service for a three-year pensionable job. Mm. You know, um, I even got moved to... The last place I got moved to would have been Tala. I, I mean, it was even closer again to home and mm. they were very good to me, but it wasn't challenging enough. That's Joe Brown talking about her road to Damascus moment when she realised she wasn't cut out for a nine-to-five office job and took the path that led her to start her own luxury perfume brand. You also heard Emma Eyre of Airbrush Beauty and Skin Clinic and my co-host Nikki Hoyne of My Shining Armour and The Hero Podcast, all part of our new Talking Shop feature. We'll be back with more next week on that. Unfortunately, that's all we've got time for this week on The Bottom Line. We'll be back next Saturday just after 9am and don't forget you can listen back to this episode or indeed any episode of The Bottom Line on our Casey Law Bottom Line podcast available across a range of platforms. Just search for Bottom Line Casey Law.
Thanks to all my guests this week, Tara Fitzgerald of Planned by Tara, Rita Shanahan of Laurie Matt Jewellers, and to the Talking Shop crew, my co-host Nikki Hoyne, and guests Joe Brown and Emma Hogan-Air. If you'd like to contact the programme, email us at thebottomline at kclr96fm.com. Thanks to John Keane on sound editing and Deirdre Drummy who produced. Until we speak again, enjoy the weekend and have a good week. KCLR's Bottom Line. Brought to you with thanks to O'Neill Foley Accountants. Now offering a complete life and pensions advisory service to business. www.omf.ie